Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 7, Lessons Learned and Reflections from Katten Modulesky. I'm Patty Babb, Public Affairs Officer at the Office of the Judge Advocate General of the Navy. This edition of our JAG Talk podcast series features Captain Moira Modulaski, Chief Judge of the Navy. In anticipation of her forthcoming retirement, she has generously agreed to share her insights and discuss some of the important lessons she's learned throughout her career. Without further ado, let's dive right in. I'm going to start with the first question, which is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Well, thank you, Patty. It's a pleasure to be here. So I think that the best piece of advice I ever received was in my department head tour when I worked for then Captain Don Guter, and he told me, take your work seriously and yourself lightly. And I think that was the best piece of advice I've ever received, especially as I became a judge in later tours. The work we do was really, really serious and grave and a lot hangs in the balance for people on both sides of the aisle, but you um, want to take yourself not too seriously and recognize that um, you're just another human being in the room, um, you have your own shortcomings, um, and you don't let seniority or being a judge or being in a particular position go to your head. Is it hard to practice that all the time? I think that wearing robes as a judge and having people call all rise when you walk into a room, I do think that you have to actually guard against um, becoming isolated or thinking that you're more important than you are. You're really just there um, in a role to administer justice and it's not about you. Tell me a little bit about when you joined and why you joined the JAG Corps. I joined in 1985, I graduated law school in 85. Um, I come from a Navy family and um, we had lived all over the world growing up and I think I really joined just to live all over the world, which isn't exactly what I've ended up doing, but it was my original motivation. What would you say is required reading for every JAG community member? So this is a public affairs officer friendly answer. I actually think it's the daily newspaper. I think that as Um, lawyers, much less as judge advocates and as naval officers, we have a duty to be informed and engaged citizens. And I think there's just so much information out there these days and we get distracted by following so many different um, aspects of our culture, but we just need to be informed on the events of the day and the week. And all of us should subscribe to a national or really strong regional newspaper. I do like that answer. Thank you. What podcasts are you listening to right now? So I think that one of my favorite podcasts right now is one called Stay Tuned with Preet Bahara. So he used to be the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, and his podcast is frequently about the intersection of criminal justice and politics. Uh, Right now, he has a three-part series on, specifically on criminal justice, and he's interviewed both very prominent defense attorneys from Manhattan and prosecutors. It's really great. 
So how do you find time to listen to those podcasts? On my drive home. So um, I really, so that's a great one. The other one I love is um, Hidden Brain. I don't know if you've ever listened to that. So I think I would call that like unconventional social psychology, mm-hmm. but I, it's really illuminating. It makes you think about um, how you react to situations and people. Um, it makes you evaluate those in different lights. So those are two of my favorite. Yeah, it very insightful on human behavior and mm-hmm. what we do collectively and how and we, individually. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think those are my two favorite. And then the last one, I love the moth, which is just storytelling. Tell me about a mistake you made during your career and what it taught you. So that that was a question that I got on a panel recently that I thought was really interesting. Um, I reported to a staff once that had a very unpleasant, relatively senior officer, but, but junior to me. And um, it was just really difficult to get along with. He um, was responsible for bad morale on the, at the command. And um, like many people at the command, I think I chose to deal with that by ignoring him. I was really happy when he went on a lengthy TAD assignment. And he um, had a dis- things went very, very badly for him on the TAD assignment. Um, and it ended up, he ended up in a career ending incident. And in hindsight, what I came to realize over the months and really years that followed, he had probably suffered from both depression and alcohol abuse. And none of us at the command had recognized that. And so instead of dealing with him forthrightly or dealing with it um, professionally, I had um, just actually just been happy when he left um, and I learned a lesson from that and that that is you need to um, recognize the many forms that depression can take which is sometimes people not being sad but being angry and difficult um, and deal with it more forthrightly so what would you have said to him what how would you have a because I think sometimes people are afraid to approach someone when they think there might be an issue. And I know we received training on how to approach people who might be having problems. What, what might you have, have said to him? I never really even talked to him about the fact, and he worked for me, um, I never really even discussed with him the fact that he was so widely disliked and feared at the command. Mm-hmm. And I should have, at a minimum, talked to him about that, and that might have revealed some of these other issues. And I think maybe if I had just talked to him about his more general um, problems at the command that some of those other issues would have been revealed mm-hmm. um, so that was a, a learning experience for you um, what would you say was your most rewarding tour you didn't get to travel the world quite like you thought no, I didn't so you know it's <laughs> funny you, so I think like a lot of people in the Jaco we all joined to have a global experience I was a Chinese studies major I thought I would spend my life in Westpac and then life gets complicated, you get married, and you have colo issues and children. Um, so my most rewarding tour was actually being a detailer. I love being a detailer. I would do it again. It was great. It's just managing the firm, um, dealing with people's hopes and aspirations, and um, downside is you, sometimes you get delivering people negative news, but learning to do that well um, and to keep people buoyed up to uh, accept a different um, set of challenges. So wonderful, wonderful tour. I loved it. Did you learn all the ins and outs of the community? Did you learn about billets that you never previously knew existed when you were 
on that tour. Yeah, so you, you get to know everything, including all sorts of parts of the um, Navy and the JAG Corps that you've never experienced, right? So you have to get an understanding, for me, of, of tracks I've never been a part of, the environmental track, or what's now called the National Security Law track. Um, you get to know all the people in the community really well. Um, you work a lot with leadership, wonderful tour. And I still benefit from that experience every day. To be good, I imagine, in, in the detailing shop, you have to be a people person. Would you characterize yourself as a, as a people person, as, a, as an extrovert? Marius Briggs would characterize me as an extrovert, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the extrovert end of the scale. But, and I think that does help. But some of my best friends are introverts. <laughs> this one is a, a particularly interesting question to me, just as a, a female professional. Um, you're a female leader in the JAG Corps. What, what advice do you have for young female professionals, not just judge advocates, but as a civilian, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on, uh, on, on the challenges and the opportunities um, that young female professionals face. What would, you, what would you tell someone who's just starting out as a young female professional? I would tell them um, to have a zest for adventure early on and to do things that are um, challenging and exciting and overseas early on because life gets a little bit more complicated. So just to circle back to my experience, I really thought um, I'd spend my whole career largely overseas. Um, but then I, I got married and I married somebody whose job opportunities were um, on the East Coast. And um, then you have a lot of kids. Um, and we have four and my youngest is special needs. Um, he has Down syndrome. And so I, I feel as though I'm very fortunate that I did two overseas tours early on and I got sea duty out of the way early on because life just gets more complicated sometimes in very happy ways but it just gets more complicated and so I feel as though it's important for um, all judge advocates but particularly for female judge advocates to get out there early and um, sort of scratch that uh, I, I want to see the world edge and also do some some um, tough and challenging assignments early on in hard or remote locations because you may not have those opportunities later and both personally but also professionally that can be um, um, a problem if you've never done those. So I'd say go overseas, go to sea early. As a working mom myself, I often feel like I do so many things and I do none of them well. I'm pulled in a million different directions. Um, how do you avoid that? How do you continue advancing in your career? You have four children. How did you juggle it? I know. I, I mean, I, I think I've also felt along the way that I wasn't doing any of those things particularly well. Um, and four does seem like a lot now. When, <laughs> at the time, it, it all seemed very logical. Um, so one of the choices that we made early on as a couple was um, we just threw a ton of money at childcare because my husband deployed a lot while we were stationed in Norfolk when we were both in sort of critical milestone billets. So we just sort of put our money where our heart was and spent a ton of money on in-home care. Because um, as you, once you get above like the number two, life gets, gets complicated. And so that's one of the choices that we made early on. 
um, which I think helped a lot. Yeah. Um, then I, I was fortunate that my husband retired at 20, and part of it is because my youngest, um, we had grown up with um, a lot of au pairs in our life um, when the kids were younger, and um, it was time to just have one of us uh, dedicate ourselves to staying home with Sam. And so I'm very fortunate in that Stephen's been home with Sam um, for much of his life. Where are they located right now? Because I know you're... I'm Geo Batching. Geo, they're, in, yes. they're, in, they're still in Williamsburg, Virginia. What makes you excited about the future of our community? We just had our 50th anniversary. Um, you know, we're in the midst of, of a lot of transition. What makes you look forward to the future for, for the for the JAG community, for the judicial enterprise? So for the JAG community, I think it's just exciting to be at a year when you have a rotation in leadership. Um, I'm really sad to see Admiral Crawford leave, as I hope people are sad to see me leave too, but change is good. And uh, Captain Purnell is going to be great behind me, and at the at team of Admiral Hannock and Admiral Crandall are going to be just fabulous as well. And so um, I think it's just a really exciting time to be in the JAG Corps. I hate leaving right now. And in my world, which is surprisingly green, because, <laughs> because I deal so much with the Marines um, in both the trial and the appellate judiciary, it's also a time of change in their leadership. And I've worked a lot with Colonel Lecce over the last three years, and I'm so excited that he's the nominee to be the next staff judge advocate for the Commandant. I just think it's a wonderful triad of leadership of the uniformed judge advocates in the Department of the Navy to have um, I hope soon, Major General Lecce, as well as um, Admirals Hannock and Crandall. Looking back on the last three years mm -hmm. as Chief Judge, what what has changed the most? What what are some things that? So the the scariest, but most exciting, um, is the Military Justice Act of sixteen, which I think is our biggest challenge in the year ahead. Um, it was submitted to Congress as really this huge, comprehensive. Um, reform of the UCMJ. What emerged from Congress is something a little bit less than that, but still um, really sweeping changes. And so that's changed a lot. I think we're all grappling with that. We're training for that. And it will be really a challenge um, for the JAG Corps to just seamlessly transition to the new rules on the 1st of January. Mm -hmm. We want to do that without hurting any clients, without hurting any cases. Um, and so that's the challenge ahead. Tell us about your retirement ceremony on the 12th of, of July. What can we look forward to for oh. those of us lucky enough to attend? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Low-key, Colonel Lecce is going to be my retiring officer. And for those who have had the um, opportunity to see him preside, he's a great mixture of formal and funny, um, wisecracking and sincere. Does he have good material to work with? <laughs> he has a lot of material to work with. I, I hope he's not soliciting from the field. Um, we've known each other since we were JOs together. We were both taught at the Naval Academy um, back in the early 90s. So he was a captain and I was a lieutenant. Um, and we've been through three years together here in Building 58. I think that'll be really fun. Um, and then lots and lots of my peers have... Um, retired because I've overstayed my welcome but a lot of them I think will show up for the ceremony so it will be something like old home week everybody should show up and see friends from the past well thank you so much for participating in this podcast it's 
always a treat to sit down with you and chat and we're going to miss you very much. I think uh, our Tuesday sync briefs are, are going to have a completely different feel without you there. So we will be, well, we, thank you, Patty. we will miss you. I love podcasts, so I love being part of one. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. You have been listening to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.